I'm Yamilka Rodriguez, and this is the Brand Therapist Podcast, where we come together and dive deep into the psychology of branding. We live in a new era that asks us to step up and show our individuality, learn what makes us unique and different in this world. Let's open the door to possibilities so you can win in business, life, and relationships, because everything starts with you. Hello, and welcome everybody to the Brand Therapist Podcast. I have Carissa Atkins on my couch today, and I'm so excited to interview her and ask her so many questions because she's doing some fabulous, fabulous, fabulous things. Hi, Carissa. How are you? I'm fantastic, Yamilka. It's so good to see you again. Yes, I know you've been in many travels, and so (laughs) I thank you for your time. But before we get started, I'm going to read your bio, okay? Oh, okay, the official bio. Yes, the official (laughs) one. This is so much about you. Carissa Atkins is a former marketing and HR professional turned 2X entrepreneur, certified life and health coach, board certified, NLP, timeline therapy, hypnosis practitioner, personal trainer, and a champion for women's mental and physical health. Carissa is a voice behind the award-winning Boss Up Babes podcast, TV personality, motivational keynote speaker, and 2X international best-selling author. She is a senior coach and trainer for Power Her Alliance, and she's a member of the 100 Most Powerful Women organization. Carissa has been featured on networks such as ABC, CBS, USA Today, and NBC for her expertise in empowering and motivating women to get fit and stay healthy. Carissa is an executive contributor for BrainZ Magazine and has been featured on the cover of To Inspire Health magazine. Wow, that is so much. So much. In just a short amount of time. (laughs) I know, I know. I was like, wow, she did all this uh, after we met. That is beautiful. The interesting piece is that you were actually in corporate, right? Before this? Yeah, yeah. Corporate. A little bit about that. Oh, goodness. So um, prior to corporate, I owned my own tuxedo suit and cigar shop. And I've been doing that for about a year and a half. And there, this corporate collision center came in, their marketing director came in, sat at my, you know, my, at the coffee table in my tuck shop. And she's telling me all of these amazing like skills that she's looking for in a new marketing gal. And I'm like, you know, I don't know anyone that fits that bill, you know, but I'll keep an eye out. And she literally looked at me and she's like, Chris, no, we're here for you. And I'm like, what me? Like, I was like, and immediately, Emilka, I was like, I don't have marketing background. I don't have collision background. She, I was like, I can't even change my own tire in the car. And she's like, that is all teachable. She's like, not, and you'll never, ever have to do that. She said, what you have though, is what we want. And that's that, that relationship builder, what they called Moxie at the time, but that kind of dates it. Um, I was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. So they came after me and I just kind of gave myself about two weeks to think about that decision. I mean, I had just built my tuxedo shop. I was making profit. I had employees and I'm like, I don't know about this. And I just, I allowed my heart to kind of get into alignment with it. And that's kind of my test, right? If I'm still excited in a couple of weeks, then I jump on board for things. 
And that's what I did. I remember calling my husband at the time and I was like, I really want to do this. And he's like, why? You already have a very nice place to work. And I was like, yeah, but I'm going to be able to learn so much for an amazing company that, you know, I truly believe will treat me very, very well. And so I jumped ship a year later, I sold my tech shop for a profit. And, uh, you know, cause I let my employees do their thing and I would just be checking in on a Sunday and just making sure, you know, business was being ran properly. And then when I knew I was like, this is my home over here. I love working in marketing and business development. And then I was like, yeah, it's time to go. So full feet, full fledged. And I started out just as a marketing director, honestly. And, and I was in charge of all the social media, all the branding, all the, this was like, right when Facebook got in. So we went from like non-digital age to digital and I crushed it. I grew that company to the point where we could not grow anymore. Wow. That's pretty amazing. Tell me a little bit before we get started on these questions, tell me a little bit of what you do now, what you're doing for (laughs) women, for people in general. Yeah. Well, I'm a badass certified coach. You just heard all of my certification. I'm not going to preach them off to you here, but at the end of the day, I am a champion for women's mental and physical health. So I help women boss up, get fit and ultimately become unstoppable. So women come to me, yes, to melt fat off their bodies, to get sexy and toned and feel amazing in their bodies. But what they leave, the transformation that they get I mean, they step into this new identity, right? Their mindsets have been upgraded so much that they have confidence and they literally are like, yeah, I'm a boss up babe and I can go out and slay any goal that I have. I'm like, yes, you can girl. So yeah, at the end of the day, I'm a high performance habit coach and I help women, very ambitious career focused women, coaches, executives, CEOs, a very, you know, six, seven, eight figure businesses. I help them build lifestyle habits that support all things mental and physical health. Oh, that's so beautiful. So it wouldn't be a brand therapist uh, conversation if we didn't talk about childhood. So tell me a childhood memory and how kind of this relates to what you do now. (laughs) Well, it's kind of full circle. It's really fun to look back on my timeline of awesomeness. We'll just say it like that. So at the age of six, I was a gymnast and I was going to be the next Shannon Miller, the next Olympian. So I kind of felt like I was like a star at age five and I just built this championship mindset, right? That's all they do as gymnasts is we build strong bodies, strong mindsets, and we crush our goals. So that's the very first time that I can remember wanting to like big dreams, right? Just like any kid out there, they, they all want to be big, big things. That very quickly changed. When I got an injury, hurt my back, and um, doctor pretty much said, if you continue, you could possibly get majorly hurt. And at the time, my parents were like, yeah, she's actually not going to be an Olympian. You know, like we can see the truth. And, uh, And so let's go ahead and pull her out. And so then I found love for acting and performing. And at the age of 12, I had my first paid paycheck, like my paid gig as an actress. I was in an, uh, a play and we performed for 45 days straight and I got a paycheck and I was like, this is so much fun. I'm going to be an actress. I'm going to be a horror movie actress because I love the screens. I love the thrill. And so, yeah, I was like, I'm going to be like winning Oscars on stage and I want to go out and do that. And so it's kind of interesting full circle to leave that behind. I got pregnant at 15, very quickly realized that I was a single mom and that I needed to provide and that I was not going to like go out and be the next star of Full House or something. 
so yeah, I, I left, you know, that behind and um, became a mom. And I grew up really, really fast, as you can probably imagine, as a 15-year-old mama. And, and so I left that that passion behind. So here I am, full circle, uh, have my own TV show, have my own podcast, and I am big in my head. <laughs> oh, I, I love that. So I always ask my guests to talk about their fame story. Tell me about your fame story today. What's your fame story? <laughs> oh, I love that. My fame story. Well, it was probably at age 27 that I want to become this amazing Mel Robbins, Tony Robbins speaker, right? I was like, I want to speak on big stages. The more people, the merrier. That's kind of like the road to fame. But over the last couple of years, I really realized that I just want to leave an impact. Um, I really, truly love what I do. It's my superpower is teaching women how to tap into their own badasseriness. And so I just want to be a, you know, and uh, represent my industry as an influential leader. I want to bring new ideas and concepts to the health and wellness industry that aren't diets, that aren't crazy cardio, that isn't guilt and shame into, you know, loving your body. So I feel like I'm walking the walk and talking the talk pretty well. I, I'm like, I'm in my fame, I think. <laughs> I love that. Tied to that, what is your personal brand about? Well, I think my per- I am my brand, whether I have my coaches underneath me, my team, but I am my brand through and through. And that is edgy, powerful, real, raw, exciting, big. I play big and I'm not afraid to own a room and just kind of like, Hey, this is me. If you don't like me, I don't really care. I always like to say I'm not everyone's cup of tequila and I'm okay with that. And I think that that attracts clients to me, right? Women can see that real authentic Chris. I'm not afraid to cry on stage. I'm not afraid to cry when I'm lifting. Cause I like just, just crushed a personal goal. Like I am as real as it comes. And that alone is confidence. It's sexy. It's powerful. And yeah, I feel like I am the brand. (laughs) Oh, I love it. I love how you take it on so vividly and so powerfully. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think when I see a lot of my clients, I feel like they're not ready sometimes to take on their personal brand. It takes them some time to get there. So I love how you're embodying that because you're totally, completely right. You attract the right people to you, Mm -hmm. the people who are for you when you're real, when you're authentic. Yeah. So your true personality. So I love that. So tell me, what is your greatest fear? You know, I was asked this question on stage a couple months ago, and I really don't have a lot of fears. I mean, if we want to get like nitty gritty for like the silly stuff, it's like crickets, right? Like if there's a cricket right beside me, I'd be out like this. And I would, I would leave this podcast really, really fast. <laughs> so that's like, on like that, like, I don't want to say useless level. Cause it's there. It's, it's there. As far as pursuing my passions um, and going after the things that I really want to do, my goals, dreams, and, and biggest desires, I don't let fear get in the way. And that's definitely not the woman 12 years ago, Carissa, right? When I was overweight and depressed and sad and just not in the right headspace. But now I kind of look at fear as fear is exciting, right? I mean, we sweat when we're fearful and we sweat when we're excited. We, our body changes when we feel fear and our body changes when we feel excited. So it's actually the very first thing that when I feel fear creep up and trust me, I feel it. But I use that as momentum. I'm like, okay, if I am afraid to do something like a little bit, I'm a little scared. I just do it. I'm like, okay, this is the sign from God that says, just jump. I got you. 
So I actually have reframed the word fear. Like I, I literally, I'm like, what's the next moment that I can boss up and just overcome this fear? Doesn't matter yeah, what it is. It feels to me like fear is challenge. Like, let yeah. me take this challenge, this new thing. Why am I feeling this? I love that. Because challenges, I was just writing about challenges. I feel like challenges make us change for the better, yeah. right? When we, yeah. when we encounter a challenge, we need to then survive that challenge in whatever way you survive it. And then we need to learn from that, right? We need to yes. learn. Yeah. So tell me yeah. a time where you felt just recently, like right before you kind of went out crazy big, what was holding you back? Well, I'll be honest, going from corporate to coaching, that was a big year. 2019 was a big year for me. I got divorced. I got diagnosed with a lifelong disease, health disease. And I left my corporate job all in like six month period. And it was scary. And I remember I use this tool all the time. Mel Robbins has, you can tell I'm a huge fan of her. She has that five second rule book and I had just read it, right? So there I was, I was working full time, like full freaking time, you guys, from 7.30 to 6 p.m. at night. My family barely saw me. And then I would come home and I would be doing all my certifications online. I'd be having practice clients. I'm still trying to be a mom and a wife and all wear all those hats like we do. But I remember reading that book as a part of my like curriculum that one of my coaches recommended and I read it. And I was like, whoa, like this is what, like, I'm going to use this tool for everything. And I walked into the, the women's locker room in my corporate job and I gave myself a pep talk. I was like, cause I could have had every reason, like, like amazing salary, car, cell phone, whatever Carissa wants, Carissa got in that job. And I loved it. That was the thing is I didn't not love that job. And most people are like, why don't you just stay here? And they kept trying to put me in this box. And I'm like, oh, it just doesn't feel good here. This is people pleading box. And so I walked into that room or the locker room. I gave myself a pep talk and I counted down from five. I was like, when you get to five, you're going in there and you're just going to do it. You're just going to do it. And I'm like, Ooh, right. And I felt all the feels, trust me. I was nervous. My heart was racing. I probably was pit staining everywhere. And I walked in there and I did it, you know, and with, and I did it with such confidence. I didn't even have to say the words. And my boss knew I was leaving. Like he just, he was like heartbroken. Right. So I kind of take that approach with anything I do, whether I'm lifting 185, like my husband will give me a pep talk. I count down from five and I push it out. I'm like, yeah, I feel amazing. <laughs> or to a new client, right? Or to a speaking, I'm going to Paris uh, to speak on a stage full of thousands. And you better believe that I almost wanted to talk myself out of it, that I wasn't good enough. And I'm like, no, count from five, fill out the application, send it off, right? If it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So I use that rule a lot to overcome challenges. I love that. A lot of us don't get to where we are without some sort of mentor or some sort of mm -hmm. guidance. I hear that Mel Robbins really got you through some, well, her book got you through. Mm -hmm. some. Yeah. So tell me, do you have mentors, anybody that you really count on to move your business or your personal life forward? Do I have a mentor? Do I have a coach? That's such a silly question. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm actually a personal development junkie, right? Like I love to learn. I love to get and put myself personally and professionally in scary like growth moments because they're not situations, they're moments of growth, right? So I remember, I'll tell you a quick story. My very first mentor, I was in my corporate job. And as my role as marketing, right, it wasn't just brand, it wasn't just social media posts, it was going out and building relationships, good old fashioned grassroots marketing is what I'm really, really good at. 
And I attended all these events, right? Like we do, we get our boss paid, we get the ticket, we go, we come back and we, with all the lessons. And I remember going to my fourth one in like two months. And this lady on stage, she was speaker. Her name is Madeline Moyer. She still works at Security National Bank. She was the fourth person to say, ladies, if you don't have a mentor, you better get one. That's the biggest piece of advice I hope you go with this, this whole event for. And I'm like, okay. I counted down from five on Monday, got back into the shop, sent her off an email. I said, I want to have coffee. Can I buy you coffee? Can I stop by your place? She said, absolutely. Come on by. I sat down her chair very much like this. And I was like, so would you be my mentor? (laughs) And she was like, you need a mentor. And I was like, I mean, I don't even know what that does or what you're going to do to me, but you are the fourth person to say I need one. And I'm, I want to go big and I want to get a mentor and you're going to be it. Will you be my mentor? (laughs) And so that was, So, so it started out with that, right? And, and I chose her. I was new to my HR role because I'd just taken on that branch at the, at the Collision Center. And so she was head of HR in this giant bank. I'm like, yes, what a great mentor, right? And so she mentored me for a couple of months. She said I was her easiest mentee because all she had to do was ask me a couple of questions, right? The questions were, if you could do any job in the world, what would you want to do? Uh, another question was, create your personal mission statement create your core value statement. We do this for businesses all the time, yet we don't do it for ourselves. And I, like it took me a whole weekend. So I was like, this has to be perfect. And I just want this so perfect for her. And that alone, that weekend changed my life, right? And eventually I left the collision center and every single year I have multiple coaches. You know, if I want to be international best-selling speaker, I need a speaking coach. So I have speaking coaches. We had a coach when we, you know, wrote the Women Who Boss Up book, kind of coaching us and leading us on that journey. Every year I go out and I'm like, I'm actually interviewing coaches and I'm watching other coaches because I know I'm going to need to boss up and get another coach. And the coach had better be 10 times better than me at what I'm trying to achieve because I want to learn from them. And so, yeah, I actually have three separate coaches right now. Currently, the hardest part is juggling all their team calls, but yeah, it's so fun. And they're each for different parts of my business and different parts of my personal life. I love that. So tell me your biggest, I know you've had many breakthroughs, but tell me the one that you feel has been your biggest breakthrough. My biggest breakthrough professionally? Yes. My biggest breakthrough was from struggling to hit 25 to 5K months to I most recently had a 54K month. And that's still even hard for me to say um, because I just, I killed it, right? I was hustling. I'm in the zone. And it's not just, I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer working all those hours, you guys. So when I say hustle, it's I'm hustling for my best life. I'm definitely not grinding it out on a weekend or after five. Like I have boundaries set into place. But I remember making the jump from five to 10. And I was like, 10? Is 10 possible? And then 27 came. And I was like, this is so unreal. And then 54, comma, three, zero, zero, zero. And I was just like, oh my God. I can still see it on my windboard. And I'm on par to do it every single time. And I feel I'm able to do that because I am my brand so authentically. And I'm unapologetic about it. And I'm not afraid to ask big people, big women to come and work with me. And I have a coach. Those would be like the three biggest things that I think that that led me to that. That's so important. I think people think that 
we can do it on our own and we can do a lot on our own. And there's a lot of things that we need to do ourselves, but also we need help from others, um, yeah. whether it's other women, other people, we just need help to get yeah. to the next level, right? We do. Everyone does. Let me ask you this. I want you to tell me, what would you say are the lessons learned? Yeah, um, I like to do things in threes because I'm an explorer. So we we design in three, we we talk in three. I'll give you just my three biggest probably from from the challenges, right? Because every growth step comes with the challenges. Like it has not been like, oh, no problem. I'll just pull 50k, you know, out of my butt um, this month. <laughs> it, it's come with strategic action steps. But number one would be that the biggest change was that I had to let go of the thought of I need to do it all. And I was wearing the coach hat, the trainer's hat, right? I was wearing the podcaster hat. I was wearing all these hats, the social media hat, the email marketing hat, the the CPA and my taxes. I was like, oh my God, like I'm exhausted. And if I didn't realize this lesson, I would have wound back up in probably some corporate job working that, you know, seven to five again, because I was finding myself burnt out. And we all go after our big dreams and we want to become entrepreneurs for the freedom, financial freedom, time freedom, freedom to do what we want to do. And so when I read The Big Leap, it was a big book for me because I found my zone of genius, right? And I was like, this is what I'm good at. So everything else I'm going to let go of. And I'm going to let go of the scarcity mindset of I can't afford it. And I'm just going to start hiring it out. I'm like, I don't like lead gen. Could I do it? Absolutely. But you know, I'm going to hire that out to someone who loves to do that. I do. I want sales calls. Some I take because it's fun and I love sales. But you know what? I can hire that out. My social media, hire it out. My tackles, hire it out. I was like, hire it out, hire it out. And all with the whole idea of keeping the faith and having trust that, you know, if I hired out the right people, hired my coaches, right? If I hired out the right people and I built a team of excellent go-getters, fear-facing people, they will do their jobs. And and they do, right? Like to a T and, and they love it for them. I love my team. They're so amazing. Oh, wow. That's amazing. You know, I think, I think it's interesting when we start our own business as entrepreneurs, we're doing everything. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's a point where you either stay there right? Mm-hmm. Or you take the next level and grow. And, yeah. and you can't grow without a team. You can't yeah. grow without systems. You can't grow without yeah. having the right standards for you to move forward. There's some point where we, I think the universe kind of sits tapping us on our shoulder and saying, hey, you might, yeah. just like they told you to, you got to quit your job. You got to do something different, right? And you mm-hmm. knew that you needed to do that. Right. And that five second rule that you were talking about, that changed your life for the mm-hmm. next better. And I think each time we take those steps, it changes our lives for the better. 100%. I'm like, let me sw- swim with the sharks. Like, I, that's what I'm saying. I like it, right? It's fear, but I'm like, ooh, who am I going to become on the other side? You know, like, who is Carissa? 5.0 going to become in two years. Like, I'm excited. Where before I was like, the same old. And I got so boring and where I was like, cool, money is money. Amazing. Yeah, I make it. I spend it, but it wasn't fulfilling. And I did, I did have to listen to my heart and, you know, part of hiring out those teams. And I remember starting with one, like one VA, you know, like, I was like, oh, please God, make this work. But I did, I had to hire a coach through those, those scary moments of mindset. I had a deep seated, unhealthy mindset around money, 
right? It was hard to make money and I had to hustle and grind for money. And when I had money, I would just blow it. I couldn't keep it, like all of these things. So I hired a coach to help me with that. And then the third thing would be letting go of the, the idea of perfection. I mean, I remember my very first Facebook Live and prior to the Facebook Live moment, I would spend hours recording on my phone and then trying to get the perfect verbiage and the perfect lighting and like time wasted, you guys. And until I was like, okay, curse the countdown from five and just go live and just do it. Right. And, and now I'm like, I love lives. I love this. So I had to let go of the perfection because there's always business naysayers, right? I, grammar's not my jam. I don't really care. But people all the time will be like, you know, you misspelled a word in your email. I'm like, I don't care, right? Like, like it's just, I let go of the idea of perfection. That, and, that's beautiful. Um, and it's so funny how other people notice things that you don't even notice. So <laughs> if anybody should care is you. Not everybody else, right? Yeah. You should be worried about their things, not yeah. your stuff. So let me ask you this. Where is Carissa going in the next 10 years? Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to be receiving an Emmy, I'm sure, for my TV show. No, big, big stages, right? I want to fill up a Rose Bowl stadium. I want 100,000 women in a stadium, captive audience, who are looking to rise up, boss up to the next level of awesomeness. Like I want to be speaking on that level of stage. So that's where I'm going, speaking-wise, coaching. I want multiple coaches, multiple, multiple coaches under me because I am just one. And if I can get my team bigger, if I can keep growing that, I can help more women. And my mission is to help women all across the globe boss up, get fit and become unstoppable. So the more I can bring on a team of trusted coaches in all areas, right? Whether it's health, fitness, mindset, relationships, body image, I want to build that team so that we can help more women because I really am passionate about helping the next generation. These kids have terrible eating habits. They're stressed. They have anxiety. Like we are raising that generation as mamas. And so I can't really, I don't want to work with the kids, but I can work with their mamas and they can break the chain, right? We can break the chain of obesity. We can break the chain of poor health minds and health. So yeah, the cool thing is I have no idea because I'm open to all receiving all. I just have those big audacious, you know, I want my solo book. I want big stages. I want thousands of clients under my clients and my team. I want to be hosting retreats that fill out um, ballrooms that we're all doing yoga and breath work with and just really, really cool things. But most importantly, leaving an impact on the world. Oh, I love that. And I have no doubt that (laughs) we'll do this. I have no doubt because when I met you, you have probably, like you say here, like 10x. Mm-hmm. just in that small amount of time. And I believe that you'll hundred X <laughs> from here on. So yeah. congratulations to you. Now Thank tell you. us, I know you do different things, but the last time we spoke, you were talking about retreats, how you were going to book retreats. So I want to know about the retreats and everything else that you have. So our listeners can find you and get you and find where <laughs> you are. Yes. Well, the best place to find me, I mean, you can Google my name. I'm everywhere, but if you're Facebook, I'm on Facebook, Chris Atkins. My business is called 365 Daily Hustle. So you can always go to www.365dailyhustle.com. You'll be able to find all the resources there. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I work with CEOs, coaches, and, and badass executives who are going places, right? And I'm constantly mentoring and guiding these women. I coach them. 
online, of course, where it's a global health coaching company. But part of all this new, right, like that was just coaching is coaching. But that NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnosis certifications are officially done. They're in the books, which allows me to go deeper on a deeper level with my clients. And when I say that, it means a better, a deeper transformation. Because, I mean, when you think about it, women who have an eating disorder or they binge eat or they're emotional eaters or they don't choose to to love themselves enough to move their body, there's typically a deep-seated self-worth issue. So first off, we have to get to the real root of their issue. Now, it's not therapy, right? I spent 20 years in the therapist chair and got nowhere with that crap. I'll just tell you right now, waste of time, waste of money, waste of resources. There's a place for it. Yes, right? Allowed space for me to talk. But I also had to relive those moments that were not so fun. Okay, so the difference with timeline therapy and NLP is you do have to be board certified first off, and you do have to do it in person. So what we do with that is truly we're updating our operating system. So when I say mindset, I'm not just talking like a gratitude practice every day, you guys. That's like great. That's foundational. Like we, it's a part of living your best life. But in order to get to that deep-seated limiting beliefs and emotional baggage, we have to go in and remove it from our operating system, from our unconscious mind. 99% of everything that we do, everything that our body does is happening on, a, on an unconscious level, subconscious, unconscious, however you want to say it. So one to 2% of everything that you're doing, you're even conscious of, right? So therefore, if we're changing habits, and I am the queen of habit change, and you know that, like in order to truly change behavioral patterns that you've been doing since freaking five years old, guess what? We go in there and we pull out those, those beliefs. We change the way your operating system runs. And women who sign up for those retreats, they're two full intensive days with me. They're total luxury VIP style all the way. Everything's included from food to the fitness, to the guided meditations, to hypnosis recordings, to that deep seated work that we do. And they come out with instant breakthroughs. So I no longer have to work with them. It, it honestly, you know, it makes my whole year of coaching them way easier, right? When we can just right. get to the root of all their issues first. And now we can pave the way. Now we can create a new identity for what we want. Now we can reach those goals. There's a big difference between someone who sets goals and a woman who actually crushes them. And I love what you said, because when I work with my clients, I can't do any work unless I go deep mm-hmm. in understanding their personality and then yeah. everything else gets executed very easily. Very easy. You're right. Like if you can't get, you know, this is why when you look for a mentor, you look, you need to make sure that you're getting somebody who understands these things, right? Because you're going to get superficial and you're going to have to change it every single year because you're mm-hmm. going to know that it's not the true you. It's not who you really are. And we got to right. get individualized. So I love what you're doing in that sense. And that, that's a, a fast change, right? How long yeah. How long is the, is the retreat? Um, it's two full days. So my clients will fly in like on a Wednesday and they'll leave on a Saturday because we need two full days for the training. And it truly is breakthrough, right? I mean, in order to get certified, we have to go through it as coaches and, and mentors and practitioners. We have to go through it in order to experience it. And I am like, no, you know, I'm just like everyone else, right? I used to be 213. I used to struggle with depression. I wear lots of hats. I'm not, like, I've got all, as much baggage as anybody else. But when I had to learn the techniques, right, I had to actually go through it. And I let go of shame and fear and guilt and hurt, right? Those major emotions. 
And once I let go of that stuff, oh my, 54K months happen, right? So it's like, it's instant, girl. And it's so much fun, so much fun. And they don't have to come on board as a full year long client to do a breakthrough retreat. They can literally just book a, a retreat with me. I only do two or three per month. And uh, I fly them in, we have our, our space, our time, and they leave like a whole new woman. I'm like, Ooh. oh, wow. I love that. Well, I'm going to have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're such a busy woman. I know you were moving your son and you were doing a lot of things today. So I appreciate you so yes. much for getting on today and giving our listeners this amazing, amazing podcast, which I'm so excited and let them know that anything is possible, right? Anything mm, is possible. Anything is possible. And you are an amazing example of that and mm. how they can really <laughs> on that true of the true to themselves, beautiful, being confident, like just take on the world with mm. your excitement. I mean, I can hear and I can feel your passion and your energy. So thank you so much, Carissa, for being on the show. And I will see you hopefully next time in your next big, big thing that you're doing when you're like bringing in all these thousands of people. I can't wait. I'm calling them in. Thank you so much for allowing you know me to, to share my stories and my expertise on your, on your stage, on your audience. I truly appreciate you, Milka. And you are a badass boss babe too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Brand Therapist. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. If you'd like to connect with me on social, you can find me at Yamoka Rodriguez Branding, Bespoke Branding Agency, or email me at yamoka at yamoka.com. Thanks for listening.